This will be our last podcast before Purim. I'd like to take a more careful look at the Megillah proper, and specifically to begin with two halachas found in Hilchos Megillah, Simintaf Resh Tzadik, which at first glance would seem to be not critical, almost innocuous, certainly important for the Balkriya, the one who is reading the Megillah, and of course important for the Tzibur as well. But I'd like to take a careful look at these two halachas, which I believe are instrumental and really fundamental, maybe the vehicle in appreciating and understanding the Megillah more generally. First halacha is that we, Shulchan Aruch Paskins, based upon the Gemara Mesachas Megillah, One is prohibited from reading the Megillah out of order. That's to say, if you read a Pasuk, out of order, or if you read a chapter out of order, if you start at the end and you go backwards, or if you do a, psuk, a pasuk that's not in its appropriate place, and then you go back to fill in a pasuk, it's considered to be prohibited lo yatsam. Therefore, if that would be the case, one would be required to go back to the beginning, at least to the place where you have to get back to in order to read in the proper order. That's the halach of hakore lemafreya lo yatsa. One must read the Megillah in the proper order, starting with Perik Aleph, going to Perik Beis, all the way to Perek Yud, and every Pasuk has to be read in the right appropriate order. Halacha number two, the Gemara says, Megillah Nikres Igeres. The Megillah itself is called a letter. And therefore the Shulchan Aruch and Simen Tafresh Tzadi, Sif Yud Zayin, based upon the Rav Haigon and other Minhagim of early Tzarfas, Ashkenaz, and Svard, both Ashkenazic custom as well as custom of Svard, Svardic heritage. Min Yisrael, it is the custom of all of Israel. Shehakore Kore Uposhet Ki Igeres. That the reader, and you may not see this depending where you're sitting in Shul, but the Balkriya begins the Megillah by opening up the entire Megillah, all ten chapters, rolls it all out, and then folds it back and forth to show that it is a letter. And therefore, we read the Megillah in order, as the Shulchan Aruch says, in the beginning of Simon Tafarish Sadi, has to be read in chronological order. The whole Megillah has to be opened in front of you, and therefore you open it and close it, and place it, in order to make sure that the Megillah is being considered to be an Igara. So therefore, what is the significance of these two halachos? Why is a Korila Mafreya Lo Yatza? Why is the Megillah called an Igaras? What is the significance of that? In order to better appreciate these two halachos, let's take a more careful look at the Megillah itself. And an anomaly in all of Tanakh, as many, many have pointed out, is that if you look in all ten chapters of Megillah's Esther, you will not find Shem Hashem. The name of God is missing in the entire Megillah. This series of 10 chapters, 10 prokings, something that you will not find anywhere else in all of Tanakh besides from Megillah Esther. Shem Hashem is missing. And of course, that begs the question, why? How could the name of God, which is always present and which is eternally present by Yom Imahim and Basmanazah in their lives and in our lives? And of course, the Kaddish Baruch had a critical role in the Purim story. How could it be that the Shem Hashem is missing? Question number two. Question number two is if you take a look in Perry chapter 10 of Megillah Esther, there's a very strange series of psukim that we conclude the Megillah with, and it goes as follows. Vayasim hamelech achashverosh mas al haaretz v'iyai hayom, the king achashverosh placed a tax, levied a tax on all of the countries that he was king over, Sheva, v'esrim, umeya, midina, 127 countries that achashverosh was king of, achashverosh placed a tax on all of the countries that he reigned over. That is Perik Yud Pasuk Aleph, Perik Yud Pasuk Beis, V'chol Maise Tokfu Uvuroso, Uparshas Gedulas Mordechai, Asher Gidlo Hamela Chalohim Ksuvim, Al Sefer Divrei Hayamim Le Mordechai Modai Uparas, 
the entire story, the events, the details, the way the story unfolded, the greatness and the rise of the Mordechai to power and to prowess. Everything that is stated in the entire Megillah says the Parak Yud Pasik Tes Halohim Ksuvim Al Sefer Divrei Haomilamar The entire story is chronicled, is written, is detailed in the book and in the history books of the Persian kings. And of course, how could it be that the story finishes with that? Shouldn't the story finish with a high that the ten sons of Haman and Haman are murdered or hung? Shouldn't it conclude by the Torah detailing us the mitzvos mishloch, manos, matanos, levyonim, sudas, purim, and the requirement to remember the days of Purim, as the Megillah tells us in Prakim, Tes and Yud? That should be the way to conclude it. Shouldn't it conclude that Esther wrote the entire story of the Megillah for posterity and it was canonized in Tanakh. Why do we conclude the Megillah by telling us that it's number one, written and chronicled in the history books of the Persian kings and number two, why is it so critically important and what is added by the fact that the Megillah tells us that more, that Ahasuerus placed a tax on all of 127 countries that he was king of. The Vilna Gaon the Grun is classic commentary and Megillah Esther says the following, which I believe is critically important to Purim in general and specifically to appreciating the Megillah and moreover to explain the questions that we asked. Says the Vilna Gaon, the words Megillah Esther, which we refer to as the Megillah of Esther, which we read, we became the mitzvah of the Rabbana in the evening and in the morning, comes from the words Legalos Esther, to reveal the hidden. Megillah is Miloshon Lihigolos, to reveal. Esther's Miloshon Hastir Astir Panai, as the Gemara says in Chulin. Esther Minatora Minayin. Where do we know? Where do we find Esther in the Bible, in the Chamisha Chumshay Torah? Where do we find Esther in Kisvea Kodesh? Pasuk says, Ki Astir Astir Panai, I will cover myself. And therefore, says the Vilnagon, the entire purpose of the story of the Megillah is legalos as Esther, to reveal that which is hidden. And says the Vilna Gon, an individual could read the Megillah in one of two ways. You could read it as a history book, as a story, as an event which occurred in the life and in the times of our ancestors of the Jewish people. Just another event which took place. And you know what? It could be written in our Tanakh and it could be written in their works. But the goal, says the Vilna Gon of the entire story of Purim, is legalos es ha-hester, to find that which is hidden. And do you know what's hidden? It's a Kaddish Baruch Hu is hidden. Hashem Havaya Kaddish Baruch Hu has hid himself. Hash Kaddish Baruch Hu is not willing and to reveal himself. It's our job. It's our responsibility to reveal a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And that's what Mordechai and Esther did. And that's our responsibility now. Legalos es ha-hester. We don't see Shem Hashem. It's hard to find a Kaddish Baruch in the story. It just seems like happenstance and a basic story that unfolds. And if you look at the Megillah, the story of Megillah Sester, from Perik Yud to Perik Yud, is a span of nine years and explains Reb Chatzkel Abramsky that one could say, hmm, there's no miracle. It's a long story which takes place over nine years. I don't see God. But the goal says the Vilna Gon of the Megillah when we're reading it, when we're studying it, when we're living Purim, is legalos as has Esther, to be megala Esther, to reveal Esther and to reveal the secrets, to reveal a Kaddish Baruch who's hiding himself without shame Hashem. And it's for that reason the shame of Hashem is missing in the Megillah, and it's that reason explains Reb Abramsky why the entire Megillah finishes with a tax that Esther, Machashverosh, places on 127 lands, as well as telling us that the story is chronicled in the Persian history books to teach us that you know what? 
don't read it like a regular history book. And yes, you may confuse it, and that's why at the end of the guild it says, hey, Mordechai simply levied a tax. It's just another event. It's another newspaper article. It's another detail in a long story, in a long history, in a long state of events that takes place, says Reb Chatzke says the Vilna Gon, the Lavush, the Shlag Kadosh, all explain that that's the goal of the Purim story. Make sure to read it properly. Read it revealing the shame Hashem. Don't read it like a regular history book. Don't think that it's just another story, that it's along the side of another tax being levied. That's not what it's about. It's really about legalos as a Hester to find the Kadosh Baruch Hu. And the same way Mordechai and Esther showed that a Kadosh Baruch Hu was helping Klaali so then, it's our goal by Yamim Ahem also to reveal the shame Hashem, to find the Kadosh Baruch Hu when it's so hard, when it's so difficult, when it's so painful. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is here with us and it's our job to help reveal HaKadosh Baruch Hu in our lives as well. This explains multiple minhage of Purim. Number one, the custom of tachbosas, to dress up, to masquerade, to place masks on our faces because we show that we're also hiding HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We are able to find you because we'll reveal our mask. We'll find the person behind the other mask the same way we're going to find you. We're mimicking. We're copying you HaKadosh Baruch Hu because we're showing that we understand the essence of the day. We understand that when I dress up in costume, it's not real me. I'm just masquerading. I'm just dressing up. It's not the real me. I have to take it off. And thus, we also have to be able to find the Kaddish Baruch and Purim by revealing and taking off and uncovering legalos as a Hester to reveal that which is hidden. And for the same reason, that's the custom that many have to eat kreplach on Purim. Kreplach, of course, are meat covered in a dough. And that too is our job, is to uncover, to look beyond the covering of the meat and to look deeper, look inside, because the whole story of Purim is about revealing which is hidden. So we open up the dough, we place the meat inside again as another sign that we understand, we get, we appreciate what Purim is about. Legalos es hester. Furthermore, the Bnei Yisachar famously explains that that's the reason why in Purim we shake a gragger, as opposed to a dreidel. A dreidel we shake on Hanukkah is because we show that a Kaddish Baruch was helping us from above. The tip of the dreidel is sticking up, and that's shaking. HaKadosh Baruch Hu shaking the world from on top. We all saw the miracles of Hanukkah. It was obvious that a Kaddish Baruch Hu helped us, but on Purim it's less obvious. The gragger means we're shaking from the bottom, from below. It's our job to look up to find you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, for the same reason, the Ramah says, the well-known Minuk, as penned in Simintafresh Tzadi Sif Yudzayim, that there are four psukim of Geula, four verses of redemption which we read Bikol Ram on Purim, the psukim of Ishihudi Haya Bishushani Bira, the Pasuk of Mordechai Yatza, the Pasuk of Laihudim Haisa Oravisimcha Vasasmi Kar, the Pasuk Ki Mordechai Hayehudi, and each of these four psukim which are dotted throughout the ten chapters of Megillah Esther, there to exclaim. Don't forget to be Megala. Don't forget to reveal it's Yehudish Yehudi. It's Mordechai who pushed. Mordechai Yatza. Ki Mordechai Yehudi. Don't forget that it's Mordechai who helped reveal HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we too have to exclaim that. And it's for that reason that we also shake the gragger. And it's for that reason that we also stress that the Tachbos is the dressing up. And we stress Legalos as a Hester. You can't read the Megillah out of order because if you read it 
it out of order, you might read it just like a newspaper. You can't read the Megillah in a simple way. You got to read it like a letter because you don't start the letter from the end. You start a letter from the beginning. And thus the importance of those two halachos which we began with to teach us that you got to start from the beginning in the third year in the reign of Ahasuerus all the way till the twelfth year of the reign of Ahasuerus. You got to open up the Megillah, show the whole thing, the entire letter. You got to read it from the beginning to the end and it's your job to find the Kaddish Baruch even though the Shem Hashem is missing. Don't read it like a regular history book. Understand that it's not simply about a tax that Ahasuerus placed at the end of the Megillah. But to reveal that which is hidden, to find the Kaddish Baruch Hu in the Megillah, to find the Kaddish Baruch Hu in our lives, to find the Kaddish Baruch Hu in our times, to understand that a Kaddish Baruch Hu, even when he's master himself, even when a Kaddish Baruch Hu hides himself, even though it's ki hastir, astir, panai, esther, minatora, minayin, still nonetheless, that is the role, that's the job, that's the responsibility, that's the call, the, act, the action of Purim, that's the job of the Jew. Not just to expect the Kaddish Baruch Hu will appear, but rather, as the Katzker Rebbe famously said, do you know where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is? And he responded, he's wherever I let him in. He's wherever I bring him into my life. And that is the story of Purim as Mordechai and Esther, Klali Yisrael, B'nai Yisrael brought HaKadosh Baruch Hu into their lives. And we too, our job is to bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu into our lives, to reveal HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu into our home, into our shul, into our base Knesset. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is everywhere, up and down and all around. And it's our job to reveal HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to show, to teach, that just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu helped Klal Yisrael then, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will continue to help us now. Wishing everybody a Freilich and Purim, the schus that we all have to celebrate this beautiful holiday. May it truly be a day that we could reveal HaKadosh Baruch Hu, find HaKadosh Baruch Hu, ultimately leading to the ultimate Gilui, Shem Shemaim, with the coming Mashiach, Tzitkenu Bimher Vimenu. Freilich and Purim, a happy Purim. We will continue, Mir Tzashem, the podcast following Purim as we begin our series of podcasts leading to Pesach. We go from Geula to Geula, redemption to redemption, Kol Tov.